The first thing to recognise about our gospel today is Jesus' attitude towards Jerusalem at the start of the reading. His heart for Jerusalem is one of profound compassion and that he's coming at, he's, he's um, recognising that, that Jerusalem has not recognised him um, and that they're therefore not in a good place because they're not recognising God's work. But he comes at that recognition not from a place of condemnation, not from a place of rebuking them, but of lamenting with great pain, sharing in the tragedy that it is for them to have not recognised God in their midst and not been able to take up the grace that was offered to them. So we read this text in that context, that context of Jesus' deep compassion for the people. The other bit about this text I wanted to pick up was Jesus talking about how Jerusalem is going to be encircled by its enemies um, and every stone within it is going to be torn down one from another. Um, now, of course, Jesus prophesies this and some decades after his own death uh, in the Jewish wars, the city of Jerusalem was besieged by its enemies and the most terrible thing that had happened for the Jews was that the temple was destroyed in about the year 70 AD. The temple in Jerusalem was torn down. Um, the, the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall that still stands today, was the only bit that was left up at the time. And you can just imagine for the Jewish people how devastating this would have been. This was the centre of their religion. This was the place where they encountered the Lord, the place where they worshipped the Lord, the place where God dwelt amongst them in their midst. And that had all been torn away from them. That had all been destroyed, which seems like an utterly terrible thing to do. And there's been plenty of Christian commentators throughout all of the centuries who have interpreted that as a punishment because of what the Jews did for Jesus. But if we look at the way that Jesus speaks in this text, it's not so much that they're being punished because of what they did for Jesus, but that um, this earthly reality of God's presence was taken from them when they were being called to look upon God in a new way. That was the way that Jesus had revealed himself to the Jews. The, the temple system was the centre of their religion. That was how God interacted with them. But in Jesus, God was bringing a new revelation and he called the people to let go of what was already in place so that they could take up the next step of God's grace, the deeper, the greater thing that God wanted to do in their midst that he was doing through Jesus. And so what Jesus is lamenting here, then, rather than rebuking or condemning the Jews, is saying how sad it is that you weren't able to let go of what you did have to take up the grace of what God really wanted to do with you. They weren't able to let go of the temple to see the temple of God in their midst, Jesus, who was walking amongst them and who was bringing them their salvation. And there's a truth for us in this, in that we encounter God in so many different ways in this life. We encounter his blessings through, you know, the people around us, uh, the things that we have, our situation, many good things that happen to us. Um, but all of that is going to fade away before we enter into the fullness of life that God has for us. Yes, everything that is good and is of God in that will be 
present in that fullness of life with God. Everything that is good and of God will be made new in heaven. But still, it needs to pass away before the new heaven and the new earth come to be. And that's even true in a certain extent of our worship. We think of how precious the temple was to the Jews and how preciously we cling to our religion, the way that we worship God and the way that he comes to us in the sacraments. But still, the the way that we celebrate Mass and the way that we pray to God is an earthly sign of what we will one day enjoy in God's presence in its fullness. And God will invite us to let go of this at some point, at the end of our life, but at the end of time, all of the earth is going to pass away so that it can be raised up into God's new reality. But God calls us to, be, to let go of these temporal things, these earthly things, so that we can take up the fullness that he wants to give us. And so there's, there's many ways in which God allows us to be deprived of little pleasures or little blessings that he's given us day by day. Um, and ultimately, at the end of our lives, um, we, we give up everything that we have so that we can enter into that fullness with God. But I, I draw our minds back to this lament that Jesus has over Jerusalem because they weren't able to take up the new thing that God was giving them. So let's, um, in gratitude and and entering into relationship with God in every way that he comes to us now, let's do that always with that openness to the more that God has for us. Let's do that with that hunger and that hope for eternity, that hunger and that hope for the full sharing in the glory of God, the full beholding the majesty of God that God has for us in the end, that what we see here is wonderful and beautiful and God's love is already overwhelming for us, but it's only a figure of the fullness of what he has for us. Let's not lose that gift by clinging to what we see and what we have now.